the movies. Because he's a, um, a Methodist. Yeah, he's, he's, no, he's a method actor. Method actor. Yeah. A Methodist is a Methodist. Excuse me. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Hold on. What is that, like 48 minutes? Am I going Wow, did the acting skills? No, but I am definitely entertained. Did you say interdict? Did you say interdict? You said interdict. You're still on Netflix and chill. You're still on Netflix. You're still on Netflix and chill, aren't you? Because it's like entertain dick. I stand outside. He's like, aren't you cold? I'm like, oh, my feet are cold. But that's about it. He's like, oh, it's probably because you're fat. I did not say that. I said you're not cold. Um, I mean, you brought up a check. You brought up a good sequel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing now? Gotcha. All right, cool. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Gotcha. Okay. Are you Game because- green. Service beige. <laughs> out there, uh, listeners and um, crazy Rams fans that are all, well, real Rams fans, congratulations to all you guys that won, you know, Super Bowl, all those fans that aren't real Rams fans that were wearing Raiders jerseys at, at the end of the <laughs> season, and when the Rams won, we're just like, oh yeah, we're, you know, huge Rams fans, but don't even know who your quarterback is, you know, that's awesome, but uh, yeah, today we have a great show, we had our show on Ibble, and we're having this show right now, we have a huge Huge actor, comedian here with us today. But before I introduce him, uh, we're going to go straight to the drip. Go ahead, Eddie. Hey, that's right, everyone. It's the drip. And I really want to do this episode to change some of the horrible movies. And not and not only that, it's finally great to have to share the air with an A-lister. Also, again, awesome for the Rams. Yay, whatever. Yeah. It's a late fan. Eddie's a 49er fan. <laughs> for so, so I mean, I'm glad they won because they beat us. But, I mean, we should have been there celebrating. But, anyways, I digress. <laughs> Eli doesn't have his mic on So I'm just going to do Eli's part Since he doesn't understand So yeah, last week's episode was a horror episode And um, This week, did you got it now? My check one two, right, my check ahead. one two go there we go. You gotta keep this one on. I gotta keep that one on Alright, there you go Okay, well then It wouldn't be a show without something Eli doing not, not working. I mean, yeah, so it tells yeah. me one thing or another yeah. So Welcome to us. This is Eli here, and uh, the last week's horror episode was actually really great. I know that this week's episode will be even better with the likes of Mr. Lawrence and all of us redoing these Hollywood movies or shows that, you know, desperately need that uh, that change. Yeah. So usually we have a movie of the week, and that will be returning next week. But before our episode gets going, let me introduce Mark Christopher Lawrence, or MCL. He's a funny comedian and a great actor who has been in countless movies and shows and is, for me, at least a shining example of a good human being seeing all the stuff that he's done, you know, throughout his great career. So, uh, Mr. Lawrence, just want to give you the floor and, like, just be able to just, I don't want you to bloviate about how great you are, but, yeah, tell people how great <laughs> you actually are. Yeah, that's not my thing at all, man. I just uh, <laughs> just hop on. I like to hear other people talk about it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we can do that too if you like. <laughs> I can blow it. See, there's a lot of stuff. So I got to a point where like I have it's not. I'm gonna call her my assistant, but it's my wife. So, but yeah. <laughs> so when I'm at work, I I you know I was just like, hey, you know, 
I saw a bunch of stuff that he was in. Could you go and like to look for some more stuff? And she went like crazy and just found me all these things. Cause I already knew you were in Terminator two. I knew you were in child's play three, you know, um, designing women, um, in living color, fear of a black hat, uh, Murphy Brown, Seinfeld, Crimson Tide, tales from the hood. Like, man, do you take a break? Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, it's like the, the breaks show up whether you want them or not. Uh, you know, it, it's funny that you had somebody have to look that up. You know, there's a thing called IMDb, right? Yeah, I know, but like, you know, I could be at work. That's that's pretty much everything that, that that's on there, except for stuff that was pre-internet. You know, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that that I've done that's not on there from before there was a thing called internet. And uh, but. For the most part, that's a pretty pretty good representation of what I've done. Okay, so I wanted to I wanted to just ask you like, is there any is there any role or TV role that you were really really like itching or hoping to get that you didn't or you weren't able to get that kind of still like sticks to you? Like, damn, I wish I would have got that role. No, um, see, see, here's the thing: my, my very first audition was for Hill Street Blues. Okay. And um, it was, it was uh, I think, 1986. And I go to the audition, and it's on the machine that I got the job before I get back home. Oh. So I spent the next year, after every audition, running back home to catch the machine. Okay. And I didn't book another job for a year. Oh, damn. Oh, wow. And um, another TV or film job. I, I mean, I did plays and stand-up, but... Um, and it was the best thing that could ever happen to me because then I was like, oh, I'm not going to get them all. And now I just go in, I do my audition, I put my best foot forward, and I leave it there. Okay. Because if you, you run home and check the machine after every audition, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Got you. Yeah. Man, that 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 would, like, get me if I, like, ran home and, like, it was it was there. And then every other time I tried to run home, it was just like, oh, nope, nope, nope. That would... Yeah. That yeah. that would deter some some people. Was it was it like a deterrent for you? Like were you just like maybe this isn't going to work? No, for me it was just it was just uh, acknowledgement that you know I'm going to book some and some I'm not going to book. And um, once I got that in my head, then I was fine with okay. Uh, the only thing I control is what I do in the room. I'm going to control that. Okay. And leave it alone. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. So. If people don't know, you were also a comedian and a very yeah. funny one at that. So, like, where did that come from? Was was being a comedian like, the first thing you wanted to do, or, or was it acting? Um, I wanted to be a lawyer. Oh, okay. Let's go the other route. There you go. <laughs> I, 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 um, I had a teacher in 10th grade, Mrs. Schilling, that got me involved in speech and put me in my first play. And uh, during speech, he introduced me to a guy, Perry Brents, who went to USC. He was kind of a mentor for me. And he used to produce these shows at USC called um, uh, uh, Evening of Soul. And it was like basically a variety show. And he had little comedy segments in it. And uh, in the 11th grade, he put me on one of those shows. And I did three minutes of comedy. And that was the beginning. Yeah. Okay. 1981. That's so, cool. Would so, you say that just doing like three minutes, it's like it's like almost like thirty minutes, like because you're up there so like just three minutes doesn't seem so long, but when you're up there, it it really it's like, oh gosh, it's only been like a minute or something. 
does time go by slower? Uh, in the beginning, it, it's 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 like that because because you don't have a sense of timing, and because you don't have uh, uh, you know more than three minutes. So um, now you know I, I, I was just saying the other night I did forty five minutes, and I always tell them to give me a five minute light so I know to start going to a closer, and um, I got the light which meant, you know, go do your last five minute bit. And I, I was like, man, I felt like I just got up here. <laughs> you know, so now three minutes is nothing. Okay. So Mr. Lawrence, three minutes, I, I'm still saying hi. <laughs> so Mr. Lawrence, so this is Eli. So I got a chance to watch uh, a couple of your uh, standup shows. And uh, one of the things that I, that you shared with a, with one of your shows was that you base a lot of your material on real life experience. And one of the things I wanted to ask you, and I was really curious to ask, was um, in one of your shows, uh, you mentioned that someone passed out and they had to put your show on pause because they had to call an ambulance and make sure that there was a doctor in the building. Um, do you do you mind sharing or elaborating that experience? Yeah. So so I'm, I'm doing. I was doing a charity event in La Jolla, California, at this this mansion. And we're in the side yard of the mansion where they have a stage big enough for a five-piece band. You know, four comics were on the show that night. I was closing the show with, with 45 minutes of comedy. And um, about 13 minutes in, the host comes up and takes the mic. He says, I'm sorry, Mark. And uh, then he says, is there a doctor in the house? And what had happened was about 12 minutes into my act, some dude sitting on the left side of the side yard was having so much fun he killed over and died had a heart attack in the in, in the side yard of this, this mansion what? lucky for him there was there was four comics i mean four doctors in the house that night uh, one of them was the head er doctor in san diego they go to work on this dude they resuscitate him and he woke up giggling. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh damn <laughs> he's like do it again oh man <laughs> So, out of, like, okay, I'll go one by one. So, out of, like, your comedy sets and all the places that you've performed, do you have a favorite place that, or a favorite venue that you've been to? Mm, I have a couple. I think my very favorite place to perform is the uh, Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa Beach. Mm. Because they treat comics very well. They understand the struggle of comedians. And, um, like, if you're a comic and you, and you're, you go there, even just to hang out, you know, they'll feed you. Okay. <laughs> because they know you don't know where your next meal is coming from. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it- so so that, that's my, that's my favorite place to work. But then uh, here in San Diego, I think uh, Madhouse is probably my, my favorite spot. Okay. Now, um, cause I've spoke to other comedians, not on here, but like, you know, one-on-one um, is there a spot like, a, like a venue where it's just like, you don't want to go back to. Or just like it was not awesome to a point where you're just like, I tried it once, I went, I performed, I did it again, and it was still bad. And you're just like, I gave it two or three chances, and it's still just bad. You know, I, I think I think there's like, you know, bar shows because you never know what you're gonna get. And it's like you know, there, there may be this person or two sitting literally at the bar that didn't come for the show. Okay. So they're trying to talk louder than the comics. Yeah. And and then the, 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 the bartender and the, the bar owners, you know, they don't want to offend them by telling them to shut up because because they're spending money. Gotcha. And so that's just that's the worst. And so I 
you know, I, I think ultimately I would love to just do all shows at churches. Oh, okay. Because people come to laugh. Yeah, very true. With the alcohol, you're not dealing with any of that other garbage. They come there, they sit, they're respectful, and they have a good time. And it's it's that's the best place to play. Okay, cool. Now for like your movies, like no one asked, like was there a movie that you were hoping that you would have gotten, but you said that there wasn't one of those. Is there a favorite role that you played? Because I I saw like when Chuck was going, I saw you and Chuck as like a big mic and it, and it was funny and it was great but is there a role that you specifically like this was my favorite one uh, i think i think my favorite you know film or tv experience was a little film called fear of a black hat um i was young in my 20s uh rusty cundiff wrote and directed it rusty wrote and directed a lot of uh, the Chappelle show um and he would come to come to work with a skeleton scene say, look, we got to say these words to move the story, but do what you do. And uh, just that freedom and trust from a director in that kind of way was, was awesome. So I think, I think that was probably my favorite, favorite gotcha. thing to do. It was, it was tone deaf and fearful black hat. Face on love was on this show, right? Or the, yeah. Thing Faze on love. Yeah. That dude's funny. <laughs> that dude's funny. He's a character. Yeah. And fearless. Yeah. Yeah. So with, with, all the movie stuff and you know shows you've done was there ever a bad experience on a movie set or a bad experience like on a show no i don't think so i think i think uh, probably the closest thing to a bad experience i mean but, but uh, putting putting it into perspective uh people are paying you to act yeah <laughs> right? gotcha yeah they're paying you to play yeah. so how bad can it be it's not like you're out digging a ditch, you know. You're not like Andy the sump pump guy, you know, emptying emptying uh, porta potties. <laughs> gotcha, okay. gotcha. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, uh, I, I think the, the I think probably if in perspective, probably the worst experience was working on designing women, mm. and it was after you know they had the big kerfuffle with all the women having going at each other there was a lot of tension oh, okay. on set and so um i remember you know rehearsing a scene and then they would say cut we're gonna move on to the next scene and everybody would just take off <laughs> in their own direction and i remember looking at Meshach taylor saying um man how do you work like this and he said I just try to stay out of their way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that's good. <laughs> that was that was right on the money too. That was that was good. Uh, hey, uh, Mark, quick, quick question for you now. When you're when you're doing movies, do they normally let you do um, like, hey, this is what we're trying to do, but you can just go off tangent and you know you just build your own character off of that, or they, they very like to, rare, really rare, very rarely. Um, uh, you know. Um, I think that the, the thing that Rusty was trying to achieve with Fever Black Hat was sort of a rap spinal tap mm-hmm. kind of thing, like like a, a mockumentary is what it was. And uh, because of it, you know, we ad-libbed a lot of stuff. Um, normally, you know, when you have scripted material, you know, writers want to hear the words they wrote. So, you know, we you, they tend to want you to say the words that they wrote. And like occasionally on, on a funny film or TV show, if, if I have something that I think is funnier than what's written, 
I'll pitch it to the director and see if we can shoot it my way and shoot it the way it's written. Mm, and, okay. and usually that's a yes. And 90% of the time, my stuff gets in. Nice. Okay, cool. Good. Okay. Go ahead, oh, oh, hi, uh, Mr. Lawrence. Is this uh, Fernie or Millhouse? So I have a more of a point of view question for you. Um, how would you say or or how do you personally personally see the uh, the the comedy industry being affected by how sensitive society has become in recent years, specifically with you know how absurd uh, the cancel culture has gotten. You know, like, and I'm kind of referencing like you know with the whole Dave Chappelle uh, situation that happened not long ago. Like, how did it affect you personally, and and how do you how do you see it affecting the uh, the comedy industry? Um, I, you know. I'm kind of of that Miles Davis Davis train of thought when it comes to performing. You know, I perform for me and let you see what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, and if something that that that's in my life that I'm talking about offends you, that's your issue, not mine. Okay. Yeah, no, but uh, I'm just also trying to get your perspective. I'm like, do you do you see yourself uh, like? Do you see other comedians struggling? Um, you know, and, and basically changing the material, you know, trying to change material in order to adjust <laughs> to like, you know, be a uh, political correct, so to speak. Yeah, I, I don't know that, that I've seen a lot of them trying to change material, but I, I see a lot of them, you know, dropping jokes that they think might offend somebody. And the thing is this, it's like, you know, we have become such a, a, a thin skinned nation, you know, world that, that people miss the point of of what comedy is about comedy is about being able to take a look at something and having your own point of view about it and and whether whether uh you agree with that point of view or not still you know this is american we should be able to to voice our own opinion of what we think one thing or another is absolutely you know what it means to us and and we we get to the point where we're trying to destroy people, people's careers be, because I agree with this one soundbite I heard, you know, that's ridiculous. And, and, and I think uh, we should get over ourselves. Very true. Thank you. I appreciate your, your that answer. was very refreshing. Thank you for sharing. Um, so I had had a conversation with somebody from Ibble that like we debate stuff back and forth and we mm-hmm. were talking about Joe Rogan. And all the stuff having to do with Joe Rogan. I've met Joe Rogan a couple of times. Some of my friends have met him. And for me, he's a cool dude. Very honest, very transparent with everything he does. And he brings yeah. people on his show that don't share his same point of view. So that if he's wrong, he'll say, hey, I'm wrong. My bad. You know, you know more than me. You know, and he'll give them the floor. So mm-hmm. I wanted to get your take on, like, do you believe that, do you believe that Rogan should be canceled for his, his, his vaccine issues or do you think people are trying to cancel him because of him using the n-word i i I never saw uh the clip of of you know what he said with with the n-word um and and as far as vaccines i think it should be a person's choice whether you want to take a vaccine or not you know um one thing in 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 this industry uh, it's hard to work without having it, you know, because of the rules that are set in place that were agreed on, agreed upon by the unions. So, 
you know, if you're not vaccine, chances are you're not going to get to go to work. Um, And as far as, as, you know, Joe's, Joe's use of the N word, I don't, I don't know what it was, so I can't really comment on. Gotcha. Okay. Cause we were having the conversation. I was just telling people like, Hey, uh, why would you go to Joe Rogan for, you know, medical advice? Like, it doesn't make any sense. He's, he's not a doctor. Like, it's like me breaking my leg and calling LeBron James and being like, what should I do? Like, it makes no sense. So, yeah, we were having that part. Last night, what? Well, I was just going to comment on that. I just feel like uh, with Joe Rogan, he has such a a big following, you know, like a massive Mm. following. Uh, To an extent, I feel like some of the points that he makes get some sort of validity, even though it doesn't make any sense. But just because of how many people uh, follow him, he oh, yeah. kind of thinks that you know I could I could say this stuff and even though it's not scientifically backed or you know like well, yeah, I'm, but not, I'm not an expert on the subject. Yeah, so. but that's why he brings other experts on his show for that main reason to a point of like, hey, if I'm wrong, prove me wrong. And yeah, but he will me. still say it. You, you, well, sometimes you don't move on from what he, yeah. his well, point of view. You know, opinions are like assholes. Yeah. What, 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 what are you gonna do? So yeah, so I'm gonna do the the first part of this. So we, like I told you before, we are gonna. In this episode of the ROC, um, we're about changing some endings to movies. So the first one I'm going to talk about, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, Mark, is um, the movie Hook. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie? Which one? Uh, the one with um, Robin, Williams. Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, okay. So for us, well, for me, The Drip, Millhouse, and other people, we do not like this movie. Eli from the ROC loves this movie because he I loves sure Robin do. Williams. Okay. <laughs> but for me, I don't like this movie because it makes no sense. And it was Michael Jackson's awesome dream that he had to think his this vision. movie up. Yeah. His vision of this movie. Mm-hmm. So for me, we're talking about, I'm going to change the ending of this movie to a point of, you guys remember when Rufio gets stabbed yeah. and gets, and is, is dying on the floor, right? Everybody yeah. just, just nobody helps him. him. <laughs> nobody just says anything like Rufio's dying on the floor after getting stabbed by hook and everyone just steps over him. Like he doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so I would change the ending of that movie. So somebody caring that Rufio was dying on the floor. Um, what I di- also didn't understand about the movie is when, when I can't remember the kid's name, but the little uh, black kid that's touching his face. In the, mm-hmm. Like the middle of the movie, oh yeah, when he's just kid. like, "You are Peter, you right?" Are Peter, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's the that's the hallmark for this movie of one little kid touching your face, and that makes him Peter Pan. And like, he's like, "There you are, yeah, well, yeah." It's about, it's about the, the movie is about suspension of belief, right? Yeah, yeah. like using your imagination. Yeah, and, and going to movies is about suspension of belief. So what you have to do when you watch a movie just from from just from a a purely uh, audience perspective you have to suspend belief going in and with that movie in particular it's about having that that childlike belief in uh, the tooth fairy the, the, the Easter bunny you know Santa Claus yeah. Hook, Peter Pan Yeah, you gotta believe those things going <laughs> in so anything can happen in that kind of world uh, this dude can be laying there dying, and yeah, we're gonna step right over him, <laughs> Peter, because that's Peter. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> that was a, that was a thing for me though because it was just like the, that was one of the reasons why we didn't like the movie. And then when we did research on the movie, we, and, and we found found out like what the movie was supposed to look, look like from like the get go, it was kind of turned us off of the movie. But for me, when I was mm-hmm. a kid, when I watched this movie, I loved it. It was great. It was it was amazing. But like a lot of things, as you get older, some things don't don't age well. Yeah. <laughs> what happens when you get over when you get older? Your innocence has been stripped from you, mm-hmm. like like the flesh from from the bones of a fish, <laughs> and 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 so now you're you're hardened and you're grizzled and you're bleached and cynical. And everything rubs you wrong. And when you get to be my age, you know, uh, things start to change. You know, you get back to that point where you know you don't really care about the things. You just don't want anybody asking you any questions. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> got you, got you. So, like the way I would change it is, I would have said that hey, they would have. Giving more stock to Rufio Duncan dying, <laughs> and just, just to me that bugs me. Just like the dude was a center part of this movie, yeah. of him being like their, their over. yeah, he, their he new leader, over, yeah. and he took over when Peter left, and then they just like, ah, he's dead. Whatever, <laughs> we'll, we'll find another Rufio. Sorry, no fairy dust anymore. Did you ever see the movie To Live and Die in L.A.? Yeah, yep. It's like it's like you know you're the lead of the movie three quarters of the way through gets killed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then you're rooting for the bad guy and then he gets killed. Right. And then the Weasley guy ends up stepping into the original guy's role. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's like sometimes it's not going to work out for you. <laughs> <laughs> so for me person, that's what I would change. I don't know about you, Eddie. Would you change anything about that movie or are you good the way it is? Oh man, there's, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, even just the production I talked about, like, yeah. I felt like it was, like, in one room, and it felt like it was just, like, let's just put some cardboard and let's paint it in the background, and this is that's Neverland. There you go, guys. <laughs> but, yeah, so when, when we, so what we, what we usually do is we rate movies from one to five mics, and Eli's movie, Hook, got, like, the lowest mic count <laughs> <laughs> we've had between, like, the five of us, and we had a special guest here, which was six, and his mic count still didn't win. <laughs> So, you know, it's Milhouse, would you change anything about that movie? I would grab the original film, you know, and I would burn it. <laughs> make it a, a crime to watch that movie and have it, and Poor anybody Eli. that would play it. <laughs> Poor Eli. That, that, that movie is absolute garbage. <laughs> okay, Eli, would you, I, I, I doubt you're going to change anything about this movie, right? I mean... You if, the I way had, it is. if I had a choice, I'd change a lot of things. I still love the film. You put but, Michael Jackson in there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hey, so, Mr. Lawrence, so you can hear this. Uh, these guys have ruined and tarnished the image of this no, movie. No, we didn't tarnish the image of this movie. We did the research. We did the research. We found out about what the film was essentially was going to be about. It was Michael Jackson's vision. And when we thought that he was going to be the one doing the role, it just kind of... <laughs> it, it left the a sour taste in it, their. It, 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 it was very don't <laughs> phrasing. No, no, uh, but it was just a more or less for Eli. It was like he still had that childlike innocence toward that movie. I sure did. And then when we did the research and said, okay, the person who was supposed to be first billed for um, Peter Jackson. Pan yeah. was Michael Jackson. But then I think a couple of months before they started uh, filming or shooting, that whole thing with the kid thing came out. And so they couldn't obviously put him in that role with Lost Boys and like Neverland and stuff. It would have been a PR like nightmare. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And then, you know, obviously one of my favorite actors was uh, Robin Williams, uh, Robin Williams yeah. obviously. So, you know. Um, I get it, Eli. Yeah. I get it. I, okay. I, I got to speak my piece because you yeah, already, yeah. to, you know, talk to your piece. So <laughs> <laughs> let me have my moment, please. <laughs> Um, a couple of things that I would actually uh, want to change, um, like um, Eddie said, was kind of the, the scenery. 
Um, I agree with you. I think the whole thing with Rufio, they talked him up. He was like the leader. He was there where Peter Pan was away. Um, I would have appreciated if they kind of gave it like some closure and or save the guy something. Or buried him. Or buried him something. Give it some type of closure. Um, another thing that I kind of was off of is um, towards the end, Hook was the epic battle with, with Peter Pan. And, you know, he just stood there and the uh, croc just fell on him and he just well well that's old school um movies right so it's like austin powers made fun of it yeah when he was on the zamboni mm-hmm. and he was just like move out of the way move out of the way and he just stood stood there mm-hmm. going no that's old school movie <laughs> stuff where stuff would be sitting there yeah. and you would be like oh give me, move out the way and they would just stand there so i get right. that part of him not moving plus it's the croc yeah yeah so. But yeah. yeah, so there. I mean, there's well, plus it, 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 it's even though it was Michael's sort of re- re-envisioning or reimagining of it, they still stuck pretty close to the original story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, just more petting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so um, we'll we'll go movie show, movie show. Okay. So a show I would redo the the last season of would be uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, Mark, if you've seen Game, Game of Thrones or not. Game Game of Thrones lost me after the first season. I, I was so busy on Chuck, I didn't have time to, to, mm. to watch. Okay, got you. Um, so and I never got back to it. So us watching spoiler, sorry, um, us watching um, Game of Thrones was great. You know, seasons one through seven, um, they built up the Starks just get crapped on for like five seasons. They die, they get hurt, they get bludgeoned all through and then they finally start to have their come up. Jon Snow is a big shining knight in armor. He's he's awesome. He's great. The Dragon Queen is awesome. She's for helping people out of slavery and stuff. And then season 8 happens. There's, you know, the winter's coming and the winter lasts one episode, which was an hour long. And it's you, over. You could barely see anything. Yeah, it was so, so dark, dark, you could not see anything. Which I understood what they said they wanted to put you the in the imagery and put you in that so you're scared about but we actually want to see the show <laughs> I think a lot of people that's were why, trying to that's change why, that's why you buy an OLED TV no but even with that the everybody, like people, everybody was were going, changing into their, their settings work. and, and, oh, and they trying work. to push it didn't the work. they had to yeah. re re um, reshoot it or well, not reshoot it but they did something with the lighting again to like recolored make it, it yeah they yeah. recolored it to make it you know so you could be able to there were certain parts where you couldn't see who was on the screen yeah, like even with it all the way up, um, yeah. Jon Snow just turned into a simp at the end. Like he didn't want to fight anybody, he didn't want to do anything, which didn't make any sense. Um, the Dragon Queen killed everybody. Yeah, which yeah. It, it for it it just for me it was just like as a fan watching it, it killed it. So for me, I would have done if you were going to go this route and have it one last season, I would have started her dissension back in like season seven, mm-hmm. her dissension into just madness kill off her, her best friend, kill off the whoever you're going to kill off and just have her slowly go into madness to where when it comes to season seven, it's like, oh, is she going to turn or is she going to stay stay the course? And when she turns, it's not that big of a what's going on. Uh, Jon Snow should have stayed how Jon Snow was. Um, it just, for me, it killed it and it made it not worth watching because Game of Thrones had rewatchability over and over and over if you wanted to watch the show. After that happened, it was, I don't, I don't even... There's not eight seasons. There's only seven. I yeah. mean, the, the they did this show so like 
it was phenomenally written and it was well done. Uh, like Mr. Lawrence said, like in this, well, apparently not. Well, he said is trash. <laughs> hey, that's the last season, but this is why they 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 had character development in the beginning. You think you know what was going to happen, and someone that you genuinely cared for ends up dying, and you and, and it happened throughout every single season, and you get to see how these characters go through these you know dramatic scenes, love, hate, vengeance, and they build such a great story. But towards the end, at the last season, it felt rushed. If they, they, they talk about winter is coming in every single season and then winter's finally here and it's only an hour long. You couldn't even see what was going on. You, we understand the direction of the of what they were trying to you know show the audience. But ultimately, as us watching the show, we couldn't enjoy it. It, it felt rushed. It felt pressured. It, it, they didn't get any closure. There wasn't any because uh, um, uh, it feel like it just didn't help contribute to each character and the roles that they played in the previous seasons. And um, one of the things, obviously, I would change is, you know, extend that scene or extend the the winter is here. It, the war scenes, the fighting scene, extend it more. Like, um, if you're going to, like, Vajra saying, if you're going to talk about the um, the Dragon Queen and she's going into madness, we'll build it up. It just felt rushed. And I think what we talked about, Vajra, before was that they were going to do a film. They were going to do something else besides Game of Thrones, no? They're going to do a prequel, but they didn't end up doing it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, Mr. Lawrence, is there a movie or a show that you saw and you were just like, man, that ending was bad, or man, that show was bad, or I could have changed it, or if I was in that movie or show, it would have been a lot better? I don't know. I, I think, I think you know, just based on, you know, you guys' comments about the darkness of that film uh, uh, visually uh, being unpleasing, you know, uh, the, the Star Wars franchise lost me at, at Empire Strike Back because... Um, as a kid, I saw that at a drive-in theater okay. and it was too dark yeah. and, and I hated it. And I never watched another star Wars movie after that. Oh. And now I feel like I need to go back and watch them all in order to, you know, <laughs> to see what everybody's talking about. Yeah. I don't watch star Wars. <laughs> I watched one. I watched one. I forgot which one I watched. I love the first one. You know, the very first I've, star. I've Wars never seen that up. star Wars. Oh, see, so you missed. You missed yeah. Treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've never seen that. I, I saw one. I was just like, "This is not good. I don't like this." Um, so yeah, it it is bad. What was the other one you wanted to do, Eddie? Oh, you want to do for for the love of the game? Yeah, oh God. <laughs> oh yeah. So Eddie here, the the drip is a huge baseball fan. He loves the Doyers. He loves them so much. He's actually wearing the hat right now. He bought one of their championship rings to wear. So he's a huge fan. And he loves baseball movies and loves rom-coms. So he picked a movie called <laughs> For the Love of the Game. And yeah. I have never seen two people with the worst chemistry together than Kevin Costner. And what's her name? Uh, Kelly Preston. Yeah. The worst chemistry. It's like when they're next to each other, there's a scene where they try to kiss. <laughs> And they keep missing each other. And I'm thinking it's maybe because like it's rough and it's passionate, but you can literally tell their body like you know, some some people have it and some people don't. And their body chemistry together just didn't work. It was just weird. Then he sticks his hand in a in a shredder for some reason. I don't understand why he's doing that. He's not sticking his hand in a shredder. He's he's doing some wood shop and he sticks his hand in the shredder. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I would change that movie by picking two different people. Okay, just to, redoing the whole goddamn movie. Well, no, it's point. no, but it's my point. Like, if you're gonna pick one of them, then you have to pick somebody that has actual chemistry with them, because you can just tell that they shouldn't have been on the same screen with each other. 
It just didn't work. It, it was Eddie likes it because of the baseball aspect. The baseball aspect of that thing is awesome. Yeah, because he pitches a, a perfect game, and it, and it's in the, between the movie, so it's not like at the beginning of the movie, in the middle, or the end. It's like in between every everything that's going on. It's like first so you have to watch the movie 30. if you want to watch the baseball game. So you get a yeah, true. Who would you? Wait, one more time. I remember back when the reviews were coming out on that thing, and 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 the saw, which is what I thought at the theater was that was that the baseball stuff worked way better than the romantic the romanticism works. Yes. Yeah. Sure yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was the chemistry. And and if you look at if you look at uh Costner in that film and his chemistry with her and then you look at Costner in the bodyguard, his chemistry with Whitney, you know, he's just not a good kisser. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> it's not your fault. He's, no, all, no. he's uh, Kevin is gonna kiss you. Oh, no, but no. I was just thinking about the same thing. Like, okay, who who has he been with that you would see? Like, oh, okay, that was a great chemistry. That Indian or that uh, I don't want to say Indian, he has that Native American girl and dances with, with, with wolves. Oh man, did they kiss on camera? I think they did. I want to say I want to say they did. It's been a while since I've seen it's that. Been a while. I Honestly, watched that, a piece of that recently. I don't remember them kissing. I remember I, they, them being in the TV it just, together. It just my mom made me watch the movie a bunch of times on VHS, so I had to sit there and go through those four VHS movies and watch <laughs> it. <laughs> so it was more of a point of like watching that movie and like I don't, you know what? You guys might be right. They might have not have kissed, but just them being together didn't seem wrong. It didn't seem like they shouldn't have yeah. been next to each other. Forced. Yeah. Whitney Houston's was a little bit better, but you could still tell it was like they shouldn't have been paired together. Certain people work together. Certain people don't work together. Certain people work with yeah. everybody. Right. So, you know, like not to toot his horn, but Denzel. Yeah. Denzel seems like he has, he has just magnetism with everybody. Tom Hanks, too. Like, it doesn't matter who they're around. It's just like they're there and whoever's in that scene with them, he they make them, you know, better and yeah. it, you know it's 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 awesome i did see a clip from pursuit of happiness that i, I put up on ibble where you were talking to will, will smith and you were mm-hmm. saying like the numbers and he was trying to write down a number and he was just like i need my money you stop talking to me about numbers and you he, he's like you owe me 14 dollars and uh you're like 14 is a number two and for some reason i was drinking something i spit that out because that shit was funny as hell <laughs> at that moment so <laughs> yeah i missed that tangent but yeah i think I tell you, buddy, story was I almost didn't get that job because I was funny. What and, uh, really? The, the, the director uh, in my audition. It's like I, I auditioned for the producers, and the director was in Italy, and uh, so I had to have a call back two months later when he came back from Italy. So he gets there. I do the audition. I do exactly what I did the first audition. Everybody is cracking up, and he's looking at me like this, and stops me in the middle of the, uh, middle of the audition and says, "No, no." No, it's not funny. This is not funny. I said, man, black people are going to laugh at that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true, I did. <laughs> That's going to get a laugh. Yeah, no, it's true. It was, it was a good laugh. So, Eddie, you want to you change anything about that movie besides everything? Besides the baseball? No. No? Okay. No. You, know, so you didn't watch the movie, right? No, but I do have the one movie that I've always talked about. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Eli, would you change anything about the movie besides taking Kevin Costner and Kelly Preston out of that movie? Besides those? Well, yeah, there was a yeah. part in that movie where he cheats on her. With the masseuse. With the masseuse. And then he's just like, you know, what'd you expect? And she was like, I get it. And that, that, that was the end of their ar- argument. And she yeah, walks away. Well, because he, she knew that he's a baseball player, so he's always traveling and... He she knew that the if they got into the relationship what kind of lifestyle he has, 
And since they kind of put it from the beginning, we're just, you know, mm-hmm. that's what benefits. So what woman do you know that if you're with her and you cheat on her, she's going to be like, oh, okay, cool. <clears throat> and quiet. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> who who could have taken Kevin Costner's role, like, you know, that you guys uh, can think of? During from, that time? Uh, at the, at the, from the top of your head. Like, that will nail the role. Mm. Tom Hanks was hot. Tom right? Hanks was hot during, during uh, that time. I don't see him. Tom Cruise could have done that. He's too short. <laughs> He's too short. Yeah, they can put put him on an apple box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> every scene just just slanted a little bit to where he looks he, the same he height. Seated every scene. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's <laughs> See, there you go. But sometimes there's other Solution. actors you could have picked. It's just you can tell, and I've seen people in their auditions and stuff with each other doing like their their, their screen tests where they have chemistry. They talked about when they put Tom Holland and Zendaya in the same room together mm. and they were doing their 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 screen test that it was like like magic between those two. Like they had a flow, they kept going. There was no, you know, they liked being on each other. So yeah, you could have picked damn near anybody else than Kevin Costner. To me Kevin Costner is not a good actor. I don't know how this man keeps getting work, but like you were saying, well, I, don't I, I, I don't know about that. Kevin Kevin was fantastic in Open Range. Uh, he was great in Silverado. Um, he has a show going on. Uh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yellowstone's good. The, the, if you build it, they'll come. Movie. Oh, Feel, Feel the dreams. dreams. Feel the dreams. He was great in Feel the Dreams. Kevin Costner's not a bad actor. He's a bad kisser. <laughs> <laughs> that, okay, I'll ask you a question. Is there anybody? Because I don't. I mean, obviously, you work in Hollywood, so I don't want to put on anyone's bad list. But is there anybody in Hollywood where you're just like, man, that guy's not that great? Because we went through a bunch of actors. I say that about, <laughs> but you know, you know, let people make their money, and if it was for me, I, I would have had it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, just, That's a good response. As long as we we know that there's people up there that you're just like, eh, I don't know how you keep getting work, but <laughs> more power to you, sweet. That's that's good enough. Because because we, we did that on here. Remember, we were like, how does this person keep getting work? Yeah. And we just went through yeah. a bunch of actors that I think uh, whose was Mark uh, Wahlberg? Um, uh, Herb. Oh, it's Herbs. Right? Yeah, it's Herbs. Yeah, it's Herbs. Yeah, Herbs. Hates that dude for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. What's what, what's your movie, Mills? Uh, Law Abiding Citizen. Oh yeah, there that, you go. but that irritated both of us though. No, I I, I have a Law Law Abiding Citizen with uh Jamie, with Jamie, Jamie Fox, Fox and Gerard, Gerard Butler. Butler. Yeah, yeah. So we we actually looked at what the ending was supposed to be, and the ending um was, was supposed to be Gerard Butler killing. All of the people in the city of I think who are they? Who are, where are they? I can't remember the actual city. Yeah. Well, anyways, like you know the, the all the lawyers, all, all, all the, the, the lawyers, of, yeah. politicians, the DA, everybody. Yeah. Mm. But then apparently there's a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what I'm gonna go by because <laughs> that made me that made me hate Jamie Foxx <laughs> because of that movie. Uh, apparently he didn't like the ending, and since he he was. Kind of like the you know the the second main character of the yeah. movie, he had them change the ending of the movie because he didn't like that he was gonna die. Yeah. So at the end of the movie, for people that don't know, um, Gerard Butler is getting vengeance because of his family dying and, and the way everything ro- 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 rolled out at the end. So what happens is Jamie Fox finds out what he's doing, and he crawls into his cell and he. You know, there's a bomb and leaves the bomb inside the cell, and Jared Butler ends up going back in there and ends up dying. The original plan for the movie was that Jared Butler outthinks Jamie Foxx yep. 
and goes ham and goes ham and then Jane Fox is the one who crawls into the into the cell seeing what's going on and sees that there's a bomb in there and Jane Fox ends up dying Jarrah Beller ends up driving off into the sunset into the sunset <laughs> because he's won and he I'm, went from villain to hero yeah so yeah, for me I, like, I like movies where the bad guy wins because it's almost it happens it's but like, it doesn't it, it, always happen picture that ending it's very rare. it, it would have been majestic you know like him majestic. driving into a sunset <laughs> on, a, on a canyon arrow or something canyon yeah. arrow you <laughs> know it's like okay homer <laughs> canyon arrow yeah but, but but i think i think i think what happened I think what happened that movie, like in the in, in the middle of the movie, when you're watching it, uh, you lose the empathy for that character. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he starts killing people. Yeah, like like yeah, that nothing involved. Yeah, empathy for him. You know, we 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 don't want him to win. I still want it. Yeah, no, I, I have to disagree on that because I did want it to win. Because if if that would have happened to me, that's probably something I would do. Because I know. Like, well, okay. well, yeah, well, you know, and. and They'll probably shoot you down in the street. <laughs> 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 hey, I, I, I but, get. But, but, but the thing is, it's like just just from a movie making standpoint, you know, it's mm-hmm. like it's like um, uh, if if your your lead character who you sympathize with that starts the movie, if that dynamic changes and you lose it and you lose that empathy for him, um, he can't win. It True. ruins the movie. Well, yeah, in, in in movie way, it's like it's like the movie that Milhouse watched and loved. The, the Joker, oh Joker, yeah. yeah, yeah. So during that movie, like, dude, empathy out just the wazoo, dude. Just like, yeah, you understand him getting beat as a kid, um, his mom doing stuff, Mister Wayne doing stuff to him. He has mental problems. He has that coworkers. He, he has the coworkers. Him laughing, not being able to control. I forgot what that disease is called, but not being able to stop it and just like people giving people his cards, like, hey, this is what's going on. And they still mm-hmm. treat him like crap and beat him, and you're just up. And then, dude, the stand up when he's sitting up there, oh gosh, like. That was like that the hurt. worst thing when he sit up there and you just you could see it. It's just like, oh, dude, just sit down, please. And then yeah. for Murray to make fun of him, and then you're just like, dude, when he shoots Murray or when he even kills the other guy, you're kind of like, eh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you kind of deserve it. Yeah, he's just like, dude, am I really sitting here like? Should I really sad? Am I really sad that he killed that dude? Am I really sad that he killed those dudes on the train that were gonna probably end up he, killing he, him? He, or the girl, no. Oh, the, no, the girl. It was, uh, the girl. Well, you don't know if he killed the girl or not. Was well, it's there's that. That's what I liked about uh, of the director when he was like when. So Joker, every time he does something or something crazy, he goes. He's in his underwear. He doesn't have clothes on. He's like looks weird. Mm-hmm. So when he goes to see Zazie, and he leaves her house, um, you hear paramedics in the background, and he's sitting on the couch in the same way he did when he killed the other guy. So you don't know. If she's dead or not, and they never actually tell you or not, so it's 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 great open ended. Plus, in that movie, you don't know if he killed himself when he went in the refrigerator. Mm. You don't know if this is just a, a dream he's having while he's locked up in an insane asylum, or what's going. On. That movie was done beautifully, and Milhouse went on like a thirty minute rant about that movie <laughs> <laughs> because the first time he saw it, it was just like he loved it, which is awesome because that was the whole point of this: is we all find one movie that like moves us to a point, and then we just go off on tangents. You know, mm-hmm. for Eli, it was Hook. <laughs> or Mortal Kombat. That's next, actually. That's next. That's next. Um, yeah, it's just it, it's good to have those movies. But with with the Joker, like you did, feel bad for him. And even when he killed the the one clown dude, you're just like that dude had it coming. But see, the uh, difference yeah. is like the Joker is more kind of like what you could say, uh, you know, fantasy because it comes from a comic. But 
with the the other movie, Law yeah, but they humanized Citizen, him though. With, with yeah, Law Abiding Citizen, yeah, but they humanized the, it's more the actual of a, Joker. Like that can actually happen, and that does happen. Well, yeah, that in, does happen you know, in the in the real world, yeah. right? So. But that stuff with the Joker does happen in the real world too. And that's actually what the what they were actually trying to portray was that this really happens after they started making this like the the script and everything. That's when they started actually thinking like, what if this was the Joker? Because originally it was supposed to be just a normal movie of somebody who has that you know. In their mental state is that's how they are, right? But then they started going into like, hey, maybe we can, you know, attach this as like maybe this is what the Joker would be like. Yeah. So hence the movie. Yeah. So the next movie we're going to talk about is another movie of Eli's favorite, which was Mortal Kombat. Genre. Oh God, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait, which yeah. one are we talking about? No, we're talking about the, the most recent one. The new the HBO one. one. Okay. So I don't know if you saw Miss Lawrence. Uh, the new. Yep. You saw it? Okay. So the best part of this movie, the best part of this movie, first was the minutes. first seven the trailer, minutes of this movie. Whatever, yeah, it yeah. was a trailer. The trailer of this movie got you hooked, got you like, oh man, it's going to be an actual Mortal Kombat movie. That's awesome and great. And then after that, they were just like, no. <laughs> this movie was horrible. There was no Mortal Kombat. All it was is it's about finding your Akuna Matata, right? Yeah, it was your Akuna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was about finding your Akuna, which was weird because they said um, you were born with it, but if somebody killed you some, somehow, they get, it, they get, they it, get from, it. You get it from them or something. Yeah. So some kid could have rolled up on somebody and shot some somebody, and now they're going to be in the Mortal like, Yeah. In the combat, in, which, the, in the tournament, in which the tournament. there was no real tournament. There was no tournament. In the well, movie. well, here's the thing: is that if 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 if, if the video game is better than the movie, the, you've, you've missed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we we, I think yeah. we said and that before. Yeah, right? we 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 have been sitting here waiting for a video game that was turning equals a- the actual movie. Yeah, of being good. Because, like, that's what we're waiting for. I mean, we've had comics that have turned into great, you know... The Ninja Turtles. Movies. Ninja Turtles was a comic, though. Well, it's did, still did, a game. Yeah, well, I, that doesn't count. It was a comic book <laughs> first. It was a comic book first. And, and then it inspired the film, and, and then, then the video inspired game. the video game. The, the, the video game came last. Mainly, mainly the... Dude over here. No, but that's that's what it is. It's just more like Mortal Kombat. It wasn't good. And they greenlit a second movie. It just... And then who saved the film? It was uh, Josh Lawson, the guy who played uh, Kano. A lot of people became a big fan of him because throughout the film, he was like the... He's a supporting actor. A, he, yeah, he was, but he was just supposed to be background. Yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah, but he just his, his, his one-liners were just like... They were good. They were good, they you were know? Good. They were good. So the way I would change this movie is not make this movie. Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you want me to say? Like, dude, uh, the, you know, no, okay, the movie was two hours long, right? And the only good part of the movie was the seven minutes and when Kikano was on screen. Yeah, because everything else made no sense. You know, that's the, right. only, the only shot in four lo- 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 locations, and and that was it. Um, the only fighting they did was when they killed like a couple of people. And mm. down the pit, and that was it. Yeah. So when you when I tell you, hey, we're gonna watch a movie about baking, right? And you go in, and there's no baking at all. Like, and it's just a movie about going shopping. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm gonna buy some flour. I'm gonna buy some sugar. Oh, they're gonna bake it finally. And get you know, all right later, get people. To the, to the baking. Right. They never get to the baking. Like they show the oven. They show the pan. <laughs> they grease the pan or they butter the pan, and they're like, "All right, they're gonna get to baking," and then the, the movie just ends. Emotional well, damage. Follow, follow the formula of Enter the Dragon. That's you true. Know, Yo, for, for the you tournament. Go. You follow that. And then and then you know, put your characters in there. 
Yeah. yeah. I thought and, there was going to be a Mortal Kombat, but... Yeah, they flat out missed. Yeah. Completely. You love this movie. Don't say completely. Listen. This, okay. I, I, hold on. Oh, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. We were at the movie theater. We all went to go see this movie, right? We went to the movie theater to go see this movie. Eli is jumping up and down in his seat. I am. When this movie is going the whole time, because he is so excited for this movie. Oh, I cannot already picture it. Yeah. Yes. And Eli and Eddie are not big people. So <laughs> them jumping up and down, the usher essentially probably was thinking like, can you control your little yeah, kids? Yeah, keep your kids like, down, please. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just, it's just bad um but go ahead Eli defend your movie okay I'm not gonna defend it but I will say this okay I liked the film when it came to their fight the fighting overall I liked it I liked the fatalities that they had as far as the story plot you're saying yeah agreed they story plot didn't make sense there was no actual mortal combat the whole finding your Akuna or Eddie, so you Machata. like the movie basically but because you have a, an emotional attachment to I the do game. okay I sure do. yeah those were sent to the game not to the movie yeah, Correct. Exactly. So, and here's the thing. He I, still I, gave this movie like four, the Yeah, so, he he I, did give the movie like four and a half mics. I did. And here's the thing, though. <laughs> hey, and here's my defense. I came into this film expecting like not an Oscar-winning film, like, kind of like the other, like the other. You uh, expected Mortal Kombat. the, the was, characters to basically bust out combos in, in the yeah, screen. Right? I was expecting, okay, fighting styles, fatalities, doing this. You know, the, didn't their, their, their signature moves didn't happen. You know, it didn't come out to the way that I hoped it did. But I was still a fan of the fighting scenes, like uh, Scorpion and Sub Zero fighting. I love that scene. I'm gonna use, I'm gonna use that baking me- me- metaphor more. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> at this good. point, the, the first uh, Street Fighter is even better than Mortal Kombat. The second <laughs> oh, one. wow! Shit. Even with, Damn, with Val Kilmer. No, no, wasn't not about Kilmer. Van, no, it's Sean Claude Van Damme. Van Damme. Yeah, that, that one. Yeah. Damn, Jeez. dude. That's, oh, that's, that's harsh, man. <laughs> Oof. All right, so. <laughs> Uh, there's there's another show, but I don't know. I don't think Mel's has seen it. Um, Which one? How I Met Your uh, no, my Mother. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I, I mean, I know the show, and I like, but I haven't like seen it from like episode one to like. Yeah, I had to watch it because my wife was watching it, and she's like, "Let's just watch this." So I watched every single episode, and that like, Belushi. Hmm. That Belushi. No, uh, the the How I Met is it. Is it? Uh, no, that's uh, no, that's um, Wood with Patrick, Patrick something, Neil Patrick Harris, Neil Patrick, yeah. and oh, gotcha, gotcha. yeah, Neil Patrick Harris, um, Jason Siegel, yes, so Jason, Jason Siegel, the girl from uh, Bandcamp, yeah, American Pie, American Pie Bandcamp, yeah, yeah. hers, she's in it. Um, I forgot the other people in it, but so Josh Rat Ratner, Ratner, he's Ratner? the main, main yeah. character, I think. Yeah. yeah. So and and you know, R.I.P. to um. Dude, why am I not getting people's names right now? <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, I I know his name off the thing. Um, not Danny Tanner. Damn you it, mean Bob Saget. Yes, yeah, Bob Saget. You know, RP to Bob Saget because he did the voiceover of that show. Oh, that's uh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did the voiceover of that show, and the show was okay as it was going, but at the end, it made no sense. And the person he ended up as his mother or the wife. The wife he ended up with at the very end. Made like so. The story didn't follow. Yeah, the, it, it, didn't, it didn't follow through. So he was. They were supposed to be how I met your mother. They show the story of him meeting their mother, and then their mother dies, and then he ends up dating somebody he dated earlier in the show. So it made no sense. It was super convoluted. It just. It, it was just like, all right, we're gonna do one more season, so everybody gets paid, which is awesome. Everybody should should get their money. But then for people watching it, it was just like, dude, this makes no sense. Neil Patrick Harris <laughs> went from being a playboy. Of getting women to getting somebody pregnant, having a kid, having a whole character change, getting married, leaving her, and then going back to what it, what he was doing. 
Damn. So there was no arc in his character. It was just, oh, we're going to do this. Ah, oh, this doesn't work. This isn't funny. Let's take it back. No one will notice. From zero to 100 real quick and back to zero. Again. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that. And then, um, I don't know if you, you have another one, Eddie? Um, I'm trying to think for a TV show. I, I, you know, I hardly ever watch him. You do. Um, so, I'll go. So, Spawn. Oh, dude. The TV series. No, not the no, TV the series. Movie. The movie. Oh, okay. TV series was good. Okay. Spawn, the movie was bad. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. did a disservice to um, White. Just White? The, the movie straight out or just the ending? Michael J.J. White, they did a disservice to him. The whole, the whole, the whole thing. The movie. That like, dude is a, like, Michael J. White, is, he is a legit, like, that dude is badass. Like, he is a his, fighter. He is a good actor. Alone, dude. Yeah, he has a good presence <laughs> with him. Oh, oh, I got one! I got one! <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, there we go. I was like, get one of them. Yeah, no, he's a great fighter. He is not a good actor. There we go. He is not. He is not. He has been in a lot of B movies. He has been in a lot of stuff. And sometimes when I see him get movies, I'm like, who did you know? Because like, he's he's a great fighter and and, and you know, specimen of a man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, hella buffs, but uh, he, <laughs> <laughs> but he did. He wasn't. He's an actor. Yeah, he is an act. He does act. So I'll give you that. He is not good. I didn't think he was good. I just wanted to see if there was one. I want to see if I was going to pull one out of that hat and see if you like keep just to keep going with it. But yeah, Spawn uh, wasn't good. It was bad writing. You didn't have the budget to do what you were trying to do. You couldn't bring that. You couldn't bring that. Um, superhero, super, whatever, antihero. To, alive, oh yeah, you can't bring him alive unless like nowadays. Now you, you that's could. what I was gonna say. Like I don't back think then back then it was too hard for them to make it. Mm. Um, but I I told you right that it took me like maybe ten years after the movie came out that uh, uh, Laguizano, John Luzano, uh, John Luzano, yeah, it was him. You oh, didn't yeah. know that the clown was him? No. Yeah, that was John Lee <laughs> It took me forever to figure that one out. Like, you like those people that watch Tri- Tropic Thunder and don't know that Tom Cruise is the dude at the end. Like, he's the guy. Like, we watched that movie in the theater. People are like, oh, my God, Tom Cruise in this movie. I'm like, he's been this movie the whole time. It's, it looks just like him. Just put, like, 60 pounds on Tom Cruise and take his hair off. That's Tom Cruise. People are like, I didn't even know. I'm like... Are you serious? You're like that was Robert Downey Jr. Where? Like, <laughs> I, I had somebody ask me that too. They were like, "That was that Robert Downey Jr." No I'm like, way. really? They did? Like, like even when he took the you know the black face off? Oh my god! I'm a dude playing a dude dressed <laughs> as another dude. Like, you know, <laughs> there is one movie people? I like from Michael J. White. What? He, uh, it's not popular. Undisputed, which Scott Atkins. Undisputed. Undisputed. Where he's uh, like, uh, is that with Bing Rames? He's uh, thrown in jail, and then he has to like fight. And <laughs> he's a boxer, like, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's he's he's, 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 he's Bing Rames comes in as the actual champ. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they fight each other. The movie's not good, but it has it's good parts. Awesome. <laughs> See, that's a movie where where actual fighting there, there's fighting that would be unlike Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was just a roundabout way to talk shit about Eli's movie. Yeah, yeah it was. That's, uh, uh, yeah, he, he was he was great in Black Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> he was good in Black Dynamite. I'll give you. He was Black Dynamite was was good though. Everybody was. Everybody was good in Black Dynamite. That was that that, that was good. Everybody worked. Everybody's acting work. Nice. So I'm gonna ask Eli first. So Eli, in the last five years, what's the best movie you've ever seen? In the last five in the years? Best, in the last five years, La- the best last? movie. Best five in the in the last 
Five years. So you said it all messed up, then I had to say it all messed up. In the last five years, what's the best movie you've seen? Oh. Okay. If, if, if you can say Mortal Kombat. If, if you bring no. any comics movie into, into your answer, I swear to God. <laughs> no. Um, I'm probably, I probably forgot his name already. Uh, Hateful Eight with... Uh, um, What's his face? The hateful eight. No, it's not. Sam Jackson, Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, yeah. when when they were in the um, in the shack. In the shack. In the middle. Yeah. Yes, that would probably be one of my top favorites right now. Okay. Within five. Years. That's in within five years. Yeah. That's within five years. Yeah. In the last five years, I'd probably say Fury is up there for me. Fury. That's yeah. a good movie. Oh, good. That is a good yeah, movie. That was good. Me, yeah. Fury's good. Uh, Eddie. 1917. You like that movie? That he movie. loves that movie. He loves that movie. That was awesome. Should, the shooting of it was like it was great. Uh, mine is uh, fences. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, fences. Yeah. Because fences to me was a, was a, a a acting showcase where it was like two people and there was no explosions, there was no you know convoluted story going anywhere. It was just two people's acting and Viola Davis's response to Denzel when he kept telling her that he's been standing still. And just the snot coming out of her nose and her crying was just like one of the best things like I've seen acting wise, you know. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, Mr. Lawrence, what about you? What's what's one of the best movies you've seen? And I wouldn't hold it past you if you said yours. I would just, you know. No judgment at all. <laughs> There's no judgment here. <laughs> no, um, I, 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 I think Fences is one of the, one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Um Fences the play is is probably why I decided I wanted to be an actor subconsciously. Okay, I saw James Earl Jones play the role uh, at the Schubert Theater, and um, the only other person I remember in the play was uh, Courtney B. Vance. He played uh, the son that wanted to play football. Okay, and then uh, there was another actor who uh, he and I read for a lot of the same roles. He was the brother Lyons and Pat and. And I only remember them. I don't remember Mary Alice being as great as as uh, Viola is in in that movie. But James was so amazing. He was so riveting that you know when I was a kid watching him play that role, I was totally engulfed by it and um, wanted to be on stage. I think that that was probably the first inkling that I thought. And I think what Denzel did with it was really good. Um, uh, I played Gabriel in, in the play here in San Diego and kind of bummed that I get to audition for it because I think I would have been better. <laughs> there you go. See, there you go. There's nothing, you go. nothing wrong with throwing it out there. Um, but yeah, um, I was, I was there, there was one more movie. I was trying to think of it that we were going to change. Um, I Am Legend. I, yeah, I Am Legend. I Am Legend was good. That's not within five years, though. That is well. I'm talking about just movies that we would change. The uh, the uh, not, oh, not, not 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 movies oh, that that we like. So the movie that I would oh, change okay, okay. was I, like change to start with. What? That's, it's the remake of Omega Man. Yeah. Yep. So for for me, it was just more of a point. Like if you read the book, of I Am Legend, and then you watch the movie, the book is way better. You know, the way Will Smith died at the end, I didn't like. Not because Will Smith died, it was just because of the way it happened. Like you could have done so many other things to make a sequel, because the movie did good in the in the theater, but you could have made a sequel. And they were talking about making a sequel after that, but you killed him. So unless he has some 
awesome mystical power of putting himself back together after blowing up in a bunch of pieces, you know, it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so for me, I think they missed a huge point there making a sequel. I would have not had him die at the end. Or maybe they could have, because, you know, he was inside his house in a laboratory or whatever. Yeah. Make a scene where, like, the the sequel starts with the explosion, but somehow he manages to go into, like, I don't know, a chimney okay, Michael or something Myers. like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're, we're just killing, hey. my, we're just killing J- at, Jason Voorhees over here. At over this here. point in Hollywood, anything's possible. Bro. That is true. Anything's possible. Because like, Jason know. did burn and come back out of the, out exactly. of the, out of the basement. So, Eddie? You change it or are you good with it? I probably would stick with it. You just stick with it the way it was. Yeah. Okay. Either. Um, if we're gonna talk about like in continuation, yeah, I would have changed it. But as far as the film, it was entertaining for what it was worth. I mean, you knew where it was coming from. I think it was fine the way it is. Let he died. Okay, cool. Someone else survived, mm-hmm. and you can do a different continuation after whoever's um, from that point on. I see how it is. I'm the only one here trying to help Hollywood. <laughs> 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 I leave it the way it is too. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. I want to change all of you. Short sighted. Emotional damage. Let me ask you: Where would you go like, from? How would you like do the sequel? What would be the plot? Basically, like? the plot would be trying to find the actual cure to do it with that kid and that lady and him, and he is infected. So like. It's, it's, or in a wheelchair. No, no. Why would I put him in a wheelchair? I don't know. I'm just helping you write <laughs> the movie. not helping me. I'm helping you write the movie. Right? You're not helping me write the movie. This is horrible brainstorming. It's like he's a superhero, but he has no powers. And he's going against other people with powers, so he's going to win. He has the power of friendship on his side. Yes. Oh, okay. That's cool. You guys just killed this movie. Shut up. This movie is dead now. I green light it. I know he would. <laughs> you like for the love of the game. That's all you're going to do. Jesus. All right. So, um, I think that's going to be our show. Right oh, one show that I, I just thought of. Okay. Breaking Bad. Mm. I think Breaking Bad ran its course and they kept going. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it ran its course, I want to say, after what season? Four? four? I think it's four. No? I think it's four. I think it ran its course. It's like Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. Sons, Sons, of, Sons of Anarchy should have stopped after season four when Opie died. Sorry, spoiler for anybody that's never seen Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> um, you, you kept going, and then it turned into they're messing with the cartel and they're messing with yeah, other stuff. Please. Yeah. It just made no sense. It was like you're watching, and it's like they were just like, like, like the week before. So what do you guys think we should do for the show? All right, let's do this. And then no one said anything. All right, that's what we're doing. And that's that's what it seemed like. It just seemed like there was no yeah. plot. There was no nothing. It was just, we're going to keep going until there's a point where we can kill Jax. Yeah. And they even killed Jax in a, just. He just like took his bike and he went straight to like a truck and just. Well, that was supposed to be the thing where he killed his, his he died the way that his dad did. Right. But his dad was like sabotaged. That's why his dad died. So mm-hmm. it didn't, still didn't make any sense. His yeah. dad was killed. So he gave himself up. For no reason I don't know For me it didn't make any sense I yeah. didn't like it Breaking Bad Is also another show That went too long And it should have just stopped it For me Grey's Anatomy Has been going forever Ever. Oh yeah and, Oh and talking about Grey's Anatomy Like If people want to watch A better show That's Kind of like Are you going to say Something much? Korean No The re- <laughs> the Resident on, uh, on Fox That show is amazing The Resident The Resident oh, Okay Yeah there you go. I so, like when you watch stuff because then you're just like it's amazing or it's bad. No, it's a, it's a, this, 
I used to be a fan of Grey's Anatomy, but like you said, I got tired of the bullshit. Honestly, it, it, <laughs> it just, ran its they course. Just keep yeah, like it just, everything. It's just like honestly, it's the same shit overall and on. Over again, like they just recycle the same stuff. Well, it's like The Simpsons. If you like, someone you know? did something with The Simpsons where they look back after season twelve, they recycled every single episode just using a different character. Exactly. And the person did it like and moved out different episodes and put them together. Mm. It's literally word for word the same episode. Yeah, and the residents basically kind of like the same story. You know, a couple in the hospital, like a an, uh, a resident, and then. Uh, a nurse and they have their thing going but it's a it's a way better show it's it's well put together honestly like okay. the uh the cases that they see they're more realistic in a way so i feel like fox is a lot it's a lot more so it, it's just it's just like an all-around better better like show than grace anatomy so gotcha. all better <laughs> yeah. you i was saying that i think uh, that's what i like about fox that they like to stretch the envelope a little bit more where as abc is kind of like Still, kind of like family. Well, family. ABC's oh, um, owned by Disney, so that's why, yeah. oh my, well, there you that's go. the reason. Yeah, so just throwing that out there. So um, to the mouse, <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with the mouse. Uh, yeah, so um, that was uh, our show this week. Um, I want to thank um, Eli for coming, being here, Midhouse for being here, uh, the Drip for being here. Um, Mr. Lawrence for gracing us with his presence and his um, talk, talk, talking about his acting and his uh, comedy. Um, if you have anything coming on the pipe or anything that you're going to be doing or anything you want people to know about or shows or philanthropy or just saying how awesome you, you actually are. Um, um, next month I'll be working on a film called Lying Together, a fake race film. Uh, okay. I'm the Denbury, and then uh, and then I'll be doing a film in May uh, called Fragment, and uh, it's 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 a good film. It's um, I'm looking forward to playing it. I'm actually working out so I don't get broken while I'm while I'm playing. While I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get broken. Yeah, so, there's there's uh you know I'm playing a detective, and there's some stunts and stuff, so. So trying to get myself hurt. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> oh, you're gonna do your own stunts? Yeah, it's low budget, man. That's, um, that's the, he's like, "Where's my stunt double?" They're looking at you like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> "You, you looking? At <laughs> it's you, it's you." But I did, um, I didn't want to forget that um, you were nominated for a daytime Emmy, uh, daytime Emmy, and um, and a. Emmy uh, for two different short films. One I did in San Diego called The Flourish, and um, the daytime Emmy was uh, for a short film that Gerald Webb directed, and it's called Stacks. So we, we just got seven nominations for uh, the Idaho Film Festival, so uh, it's, it's a nice little film. Go look for it. Uh, dollar sign T A C K dollar sign. It's on. It's on. Uh, YouTube. Okay. Put it on YouTube TV. I'll uh, you a link to it in your email. Okay, oh, great, cool. Great. Um, so we want to thank uh, Mr. Lawrence coming on MCL um, from the ROC um, to everybody else. We want to thank you guys for listening to us and having fun with us, laughing with us. Again, thank you, MCL, M- M- Mr. Lawrence um, from the ROC to everyone else. We appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> 
you for listening to the ROC. You know, that group, Return of the Critics. Screw you guys. I'm going home. You dick. Later. <laughs>